Hello and welcome to the Run With Ellie live show, the show that brings you stories from your everyday runners to professional athletes and other specialists in the running community who all share a common passion for the sport. I'm your host, Coach Allie. I hope my podcast can help you change the way you live and the way you move so in the long run, you're able to live a sustainable and healthy lifestyle that you deserve. The purpose of this podcast is to promote the love of running. Throughout my experience speaking with the individuals in the running community, I've found that many of us seek acceptance and relatability in some way, shape, or form. On Run With Alley Live, I tie together the common pain points and solutions through the stories told by the special guests on the show. Each individual has a unique running journey and shares how running impacts the mind and body in the sport and outside of it, both mentally and physically. So stop being so hard on yourself. Tune in right here weekly for new motivational episodes with special guests to inspire you to change your life for the long run. Thank you once again for joining us on Run With Ally Live. Please don't forget to support the show and our special show guests by clicking on the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you choose to listen to the show on. Welcome to Run With Ally Live. It is Tuesday, July 20th, and it is so freaking humid out here in New York City, but that doesn't stop us from having this lovely podcast with the founder of personally my favorite organization um, that handles running in the New York City area, Steve. Uh, Steve, welcome to the Run With Alley Live podcast. Thanks, Allie. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. Uh, yes. Yeah, so before we, you know, jump into talking with Steve Lasso, uh, I want to, you know, first thank all of you for returning to the show. Please subscribe if you haven't already uh, in the Apple Store on iTunes. And for those of you new and joining us, welcome to the show. I really, really appreciate you being here. And just to recap, on here we bring together professionals, uh, doctors everyone in the running community that has something special to share and we keep it genuine, authentic, and real always. So it is my pleasure to announce again and welcome the founder of New York City Runs, uh, a major running organization in New York City area, who's now going to be hosting a marathon in April. And I'm super excited because some of my runners are running in it. Uh, and I can't wait to be there to cheer them on. So Steve, welcome to the podcast again. Thanks, Ellie. Uh, and, you know, I have to ask, you know, what, what does the founder do on a day-to-day of New York City Runs? Uh, I guess I'm the Michael Scott in this organization at this point. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, we're a small company, so I still, you know, everybody does a little bit of everything, uh, no matter how senior or junior you might be. Um, but right now, a lot of my, a lot of my job, I, I look at as sort of uh, business development and sort of envisioning what things are going to look like a year to two years down the line. Amazing. Can you share any of those things? Okay. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Um, we, we like to keep it surprised anyway, but you know, I want to thank you for just hosting some incredible events throughout the pandemic. I thought they were handled exceptionally well and they really helped me to stay sane. I know a lot of runners I know um, out there and probably listening to this podcast, stay sane throughout this entire crazy I guess, you know, kind of time we're all living in. So I uh, can't thank you enough. And I have to ask you again, um, you know, also, have you partaken in any of your like events in the past year or so? 
I have not. Uh, the only the only I've done two races since the pandemic began. I did the first race that New York Road Runners did because um, I wanted to see how they handled things. And they went a few weeks after us, I think. And I ran a race in Stratton, Vermont, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think I think that I was really happy to host pandemic races, but having dealt with it so much on that end, I really didn't want to be it any more than I had to be. Um, so <laughs> sort of had, had enough of our, of our own. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, being, uh, you know, the founder of a running company that hosts races, I have to imagine, you know, I can, I can very much relate uh, as to why it's important to differentiate the two, your personal running and the work you do with running and the running community. So what is it that you love most about running personally separate from New York City runs? Oh man, um, I really like racing quite a bit. Um, I don't. I had this conversation. The first time anybody asked me that question was Mary Wittenberg asked me that when I really just got into the business, and I was like, you know, I don't have an answer to what I like about running. And it took me about a week, and I was like, wait a second, I don't actually like running. I like racing. So I don't think that has changed very much. I look at running as a vehicle for racing, um, for me personally, at least. Um, and you know, I, I like I like the. I like the thrill of competing with myself, with whoever happens to be near me in a race, um, whoever I might happen to know who's running in front of me. The, I like competing with that person a lot. Um, but um, yeah. yeah, that's really what does it for me. Interesting. And what is your favorite event? Like what distance? Oh, half marathon. Ooh, okay. Um, by the way, the Verrazano half was my favorite half I've ever ran because it was so flat. Um, <laughs> another great race you guys put on. Um, yeah, no, uh, the half marathon. Wow. Uh, why? Uh, the truth is that I find it to be the longest distance that you can effectively race or that I can effectively race from end to end. Um, and what that means for me is that on a real good day, you're running 13.1 miles exactly as you want to run those 13.1 miles. Um, and at the same time, it's long enough that if you have a bad start, you know, or you have a, you know, you have a mile where something doesn't go the way you want it to, you still got a chance to recover and hit, hit your goals. Yeah, that's so true because, you know, I, I really look at the half marathon as a workout for the marathon or a conditioning tune up for the marathon. It's really not comparable, but I do agree with you that you could really, yeah, if you mess up the first mile and you're at your threshold for your fitness level um it's really hard to kind of pr and match that time but it could also get really fun and competitive at the end it's, it's got a it's got a lot going for it personally like the the marathon's a bit on the long side for me i've never run that strongly above say 15 to 16 miles and i think part of that might be be training and part of that just might be like you know my my physical um attributes I have my thoughts to say about that because there are some people that, you know, think certain people can run a marathon. And I think that anyone could run a marathon who trains for it and who puts their oh, mind yeah. to it. Um, yeah. Uh, being really, really fast. On that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think just from a, from a, from a, what I can expect from myself as a runner, I know that like I, I, I've struggled above 15, 15 or so miles and, you know, like my, my interest is in racing, so I, I'm getting what I need out of the half marathon distance. Whereas if I do the marathon, 
I'm doing more of an experiential thing, which is fine, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I love the competitive mindset that you have. And, you know, uh, I have to ask, what's your PR in the half? Oh, um, it's been a while now. I want to say it's 141.13, but I could be slightly off there. Okay, nice. And do you follow any training for that? Or do you just go into the race and just you race consistently until you're kind of happy with where you are? Um, I, I trained, that was a while ago. I mean, I haven't really trained seriously in, 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 in a bunch of years, to tell you the truth. And my, you know, what I, in terms of what I do for fitness in a given week, there's a bit of running, a bit of biking. Um, I play softball. I work out at OPEX, which is a, um, a gym. And then in the winter I snowboard a lot. So, at this point, I'm not. I don't. I don't see myself becoming remarkably focused on training, if only because I'm beating myself up left and right with different different activities. Yeah, running is a really hard. I mean, it's a hard sport, but it's also it's hard to not get in your own head. So I I definitely hear you on that. Um, but yeah, no. Um, thank you for just sharing so much about you and you know, kind of the face behind your brand. Uh, before we dive into you know. New York City runs and what the organization is all about and, you know, everything else that comes along with it. Uh, your tagline, win your race. Um, how did you come up with that one? Huh. Um, so my wife gets credit for that. We were, um, my, my family is in Florida and we were down in, we were staying at a hotel in Fort Lauderdale on Thanksgiving Day. And in the if I, if I got this right if i if i got this right if i have this right we ran the fort lauderdale turkey trot which started at like eight o'clock and then i had to get back to the hotel to time the prospect park track club turkey trot or to score the prospect track club turkey trot uh, from the hotel which is as a timer i take great pride in being able to run and and time a turkey trot on the same day um so we were in the hotel room and, you know, enjoying our morning and I was working and I was sort of, we were sort of talking about different ideas and, you know, I threw out something like win the race and she's like, no, no, it should be win your race. And, you know, she's my wife, so she's right. Oh, I love that. Great wife and great, great tagline. I mean, I just, cause I've caught myself saying win your own race before to my runners and even to myself, like some, you know, self-talk before I've gone into a race. And then I like, I'm, very serious realized that was your tagline and i was like oh this is this race i'm gonna crush it because that was meant to be obviously i mean you know i try to find a silver lining in everything for whether it's me whether it's you whether it's you know anyone and that was just when i saw that at first like i'm talking about like way back before like when i discovered your organization um several years ago it just really resonated with me when you created that tagline it's got yeah Sorry, it's got a lot of good meaning to it. I mean, because every runner, every athlete, excuse me, every athlete brings their own, you know, their own goal to a race. And, you know, we want to speak to that goal as opposed to the projected goal that, you know, you know, go win a PR, go whatever, you know, whatever you're running for. You know, so I, I like that, you know, whatever, what, you know, I like that we're saying to every athlete, your, your race, your goal, your thing is what matters, not ours. You know, bring, bring your own, bring your own your own goal um, yeah, yeah. With it is the um is conjugating it because sometimes you want to switch it around to win the race or win this race or whatever and it gets it gets messy from a conjugation point of view but that's my problem not yours 
Yeah. But, you know, I love your because it makes it really speaks to, for example, I'm looking at this and I'm like me. Uh, I like to be heard, you know, just like a lot of a lot of people on here, um, a lot of people in the running community. And that's it's just something that makes I feel like it really instills value. Um, and what in the message that you guys are, you know, conveying to your runners. And I just, I love it. I love it. It just, it makes me smile every time. Like every time I read it, (laughs) you're welcome. Um, and that's a really cool way to kind of, um, come up with a, you know, a tagline. I mean, one of my favorite podcasts, how I built this, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the podcast. Um, you know, there's all like the founder of soul cycle, um, her, like one of the two founders, her husband came up with the name SoulCycle, like when he was in the shower. So it's just like funny how, you know, these things like kind of come about. I mean, real life situations. It's interesting. You know, and that was a real life situation for you. Absolutely. I think the the thing a lot of times, like for entrepreneurs and just business owners in general, particularly if they're, you know, still very invested in their business, is that you're, you know, you spend an inordinate amount of time thinking in the background about about things, thinking about, you know, like just running. Like I can't tell you the number of hours I spent running thinking about NYC runs things while I'm listening to a podcast with half my mind or whatever. Um, and so because of that, you find you can easily find yourself walking out of a quarter potty at a race going, oh yeah, that's exactly what I should do. <laughs> um, it, inspiration comes. We have we have an employee on staff. I won't say who it is who was hired directly in that fashion where I walked out. I'm like, of course we should hire that guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. It never, amazing. Yeah, it never gets out of your head, unfortunately. So, you know, inspiration comes whenever it comes. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I could relate very well. Running's on my mind constantly, you know, whether it's like running my business, helping other runners run or running myself. Yes. Sure. Oh, once you're passionate about something, that's the way it goes, I suppose. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, it truly is. Uh, well, speaking of passion, you know, being the founder of New York City Runs, how did you even begin? How, like, t- tell us, tell us everything. Um, well, I mean, so the idea was essentially, I mean, this was like in 2009, was to, to create a a clearinghouse for New York City running information. I mean, there 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 wasn't anything that really filled that that gap of all the local races and all the local running clubs and partner finders and social networking stuff, which I don't think was called social networking back then. But the idea was to create a website that sort of had pieces of all of, all of that. Um, I was really into small local races at the time. I mean, I'm still in small local races. Uh, but, you know, I felt that those were overlooked in the the over, you know, the the grand scheme of things in New York running. There was there was one company who had, had a lot going on and a lot of that stuff was falling to the wayside. And I wanted to shine a light on it. So created the website and tried bringing those things together. And then it very quickly became, you know, apparent that there was, you know, there was a business in helping those races. And then from there it was a a progression to like okay a pretty quick progression to okay we're just going to do our own races and you know that's sort of that's what it took off <laughs> i see um and you know why is there something just like from you know in your life that makes you kind of drive off of local races versus the bigger races well i think that at my core i'm very much a small business person and very much a an under a, a person who roots for the underdog and supports the underdog to a degree. Um, you know, I mean, 
I, I think all races can be great and all races are great. But at the time, I, you know, I was I, professionally, I was a web developer and I had an interest in this. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago that you could take an interest and run to the Internet with it. And I mean, you still can and, and, and turn it into a thing. And that's just how, how it rolled out. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, that's, yeah, you know, go small business. I have to be <laughs> with you on that one. Um, you know, I've always thought about this. Um, how do you plan your routes? Like, how do you go about planning all of the runs and all of the routes? I know it's well, a really vague question, but you could, you know, take it where you want. Sure. Well, I mean, I, I can tell you that I have spent an, an incredible amount of time on sites like Map My Run clicking around trying to find the, the right thing or trying the solution to the thing that I'm trying to do. Um, you know, when you're doing something in Prospect Park or Central Park, you know, there are only so many choices. Um, but even then, you're, you, you know, trying to make things line up the way you want it to so that the start is in the best place, the finish is in the best place, you know, things like that. You know, that's that can be tricky. When you're taking it out on the streets, then you start getting a lot more complicated because you're trying to find a routes that are you know that have the things that you want in the case of brooklyn for instance um i really wanted to go under all three bridges next year um so you're trying to find those things but you're also trying to balance the needs of the community and the needs of nypd or the whatever the local pd department for if we're in jersey city jersey city pd um so you're trying to balance all those things out but a lot of times it's just it's you're starting with just an idea of what it should be and then go from there. Yeah. And, you know, with that being said, is that how you kind of work in, I guess, courses being USATF certified? Well, almost any, any course can be USATF certified. Um, you know, that's just, that's just part of the process ultimately. Um, in, in Flushing, some of the courses in Flushing Meadows Park, those are, are nearly impossible to certify. And we, you know, we've gone so far as saying we're not doing it and here's why. Um, but for the most part, you know, certifications, just a step that, you know, you, you take it, you take towards the end of the process. Gotcha. I just had to ask the question. I've always been so curious and never really asked. So oh, if you want to get an incredibly tedious process, learn how to become a USATF course measurer. You will. Um, oh, I'll pass. I'll pass. But, you know, I think they're a great organization. <laughs> No, but, but, wow. it's very it's very specific very particular it takes a it takes a very a very um a very special kind of mindset that i don't have <laughs> yeah wow you know everyone has their passion i guess it's not ours it's okay yeah, a lot of a lot of math teachers are in that business yeah i could imagine i could imagine that one um you know on the day of your races uh do you have a checklist uh, for, you know, how the race is going to go in terms of logistics and if it goes bad? And do you have a checklist for, this is kind of a twofold question, for your employees? Well, we, you know, we have event plans that we use and other planning documents like that are basically, our, our two main documents are called an event plan, which is very um, picture-oriented, and a run a show, which is very schedule-oriented. I largely, I we we know what we have to do before event day and the staff is, you know, our staff is excellent. They know what they have to do. Um, though we are always continuing to refine that, those, those documents and that process. On, a, on event day, I look at my job as 
basically basically twofold. Number one, I look at it as I'm I'm going to correct small things or things that only I'm going to notice. Um, um, straightening cones and things like that that I think can be straighter or better, like small small details. Um, that's what I'm looking for professionally. But you know, the bigger part of my job over the course of the day is probably just sort of being present and being you know playing that role of founder and you know slapping hands and saying hi and you know that kind of thing yeah of course and you know um two more questions i it's your what? podcast as many questions oh, no, you- i know i know i know i'm like i have so many questions i i like you know i jumped on you said yesterday on my podcast so anyways um what is what is your what would make you say that event went really, really well? What are three things that you would look for and kind of take away from an event? Like, I guess, what, what would have to happen to allow you to say that? So I look at a successful event is, as an event where basically no one has to complain with anything we've done. You know, I don't want to hear them complaining about, I don't want to hear people complaining that, about the course or anything like that, obviously. But it comes down to the quality of the metal, the quality of the food, um, the quality of the communication pre-race. I'm I'm looking at it as being I want I want to generate zero negative feedback, which in fairness is probably impossible. Um, but you know, for the most for the most part, you know, if everything goes according to plan, you can put out the fires that are going to arise no matter what. You know, like. If, if you've got a good plan and you execute the plan like you're, you're supposed to and you've thought of everything ahead of time, there are going to be things that come up no matter what. There are going to be, you know, a vendor that's late, a, a car that isn't where it's supposed to be. If you're doing your job, you can handle those things in the moment. And, um, you know, that's sort of how I how I define success on that level. And that's what I try to um, try to impart to the, the senior members of the um, of the team you know, who are leading events is like, you know, don't, don't do the job, be there to fix the problems that are going to arise and everybody else is doing the job. Uh, yeah. It's good to address problems, I guess, until they kind of manifest into something bigger. Well, you're, you're, you're planning out an incredibly detail oriented event that happens in real time, you know, mm-hmm. um, say unlike a wedding, which can start five minutes later. You know, and if it pauses midway through for some reason, you know, that's okay. You can, you can have a lap and go on, but you can't, you know, you can't fix mile 13 when you've got runners at mile 12.8, you got to have it ready by then. It's got to work smoothly or you're going to have a problem. So, you know, your, your pre-race planning is, is huge. Um, but no matter how well you plan it, things are going to go wrong. So the better job you do in every minute leading up to that problem revealing itself, the easier it will be to deal with the problem. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. Um, you know, especially like, do you speak to the volunteers before, like before the race in person, or do you just send out an email? So we're not, we're not currently using volunteers, um, um, in any capacity due to COVID. Yeah. I mean like pre pre COVID I'm, I'm speaking. If we even remember this. (laughs) And we were much more staff oriented than a lot of race organizations. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, we certainly try to communicate with them, but part of the problem with volunteers is that they may not be, you know, volunteers are not employees. So you can't, you can't treat them like employers. That's a violation of employee law. 
And so that, that pre-race communication is very, is very different. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of what there, a lot of that, a lot of that, that role is, is, is a little more simple, but you know, for staff, there's a lot of communication with email and using Microsoft teams and there have been other apps over the years. Um, I mean, there's yeah, definitely a focus, no matter who we're working with, there's definitely a focus on pre-race communication. I love that. I love that. And um, yeah, uh, you know, just to, you know, I, I also have to, okay, two more questions. I promise that's it. Um, at your, the food and drink options at the end of the race, who comes up with those? Um, I, I mean, I guess I'll take credit for a lot of them um, in that case. I mean, the, the bagels and cream cheese, which unfortunately we're not doing again right now due to COVID. Um, oh, sure man, I really like that. <laughs> but it's okay. I, I understand. Believe me, we all, we all, we all miss it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We, have to, we have to feed ourselves, and you can only go so far in dull fruit cups. Um, but, um, you know, so the bagels and cream cheese and, and doing that fresh is a very, very early, early thing that we've stuck with. Um, but even early on, there were a lot of food-oriented runs. Like, I think, like, our second or third race was like the flavor race, the flavor ice 5k. And we did a, did we do a, no, we didn't do our first cocoa. We did a continental breakfast, 10, 5k in rivers in East River Park very early on. So they, all those things were very early on. Even cocoa was pretty early on. Ice cream take, took a little longer. Um, my, my goal is to do a lobster roll one, one run one day, but I haven't quite figured out how to, how to make that work. Wow, when you do, let me know. I will be there. I'm sure we'll send email about it. <laughs> yeah, wow. Oh my gosh. Who doesn't like lobster rolls? That's delicious. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's $75 5K in history. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah, with uh, lobster rolls on the shirts, which are awesome, by the way, the marketing on them and just everything about your ever all the giveaways and the medals and the plaques, which I've been lucky enough to get some. Uh, you know, they're great. They just, kind of make you again feel valued and appreciated as a runner and as a coach so i you know i appreciate all of it yeah well um, the, the flip side of that of that you know the, the the flip side of that no complaining sort of thing that i'm always looking for is we're really really focused on on delivering the highest quality if you if you're part of the word product that we can um you know we we, we don't want to drop the ball on on anything when it comes to product. I mean, I'm, I'm not a shirt person, nor am I a metal person. I'm much more interested in the food and the, the drink personally. But, you know, Liz Burr has done a wonderful job with the logos and the art that goes into the medals and the shirts and all that. And, you know, you know, that's, you know, people, pe people love that stuff. I mean, you know, there are some people that really, really love, like, I don't tell you that people love medals. So love. absolutely. That's like the number one thing I would say. Um, as for me, I'm more about the bagel, so that's where I lie on that one. But um, yeah. <laughs> you know, the idea of if you, the idea is if you, if you excel at everything, if you deliver the highest quality of everything, then you're really not giving anybody an opportunity to find fault. And so that's sort of the the guiding um, the guiding principle there, I guess. Yeah, I just you know I have to give you I have to just like give you a huge thank you. Just being someone that is raised with New Yorker runners. Um, you know, newly elite feats, uh, all of these organizations are great. City Try, they're great, but you guys always nail it. I mean, to me, at least, and to many of my runners I know, and to many listeners on the show, I'm sure. 
uh, I just, yeah, I've always gotten very good respondents from your Instagram team uh, when I've been looking for races because I'm not the best with directions personally and someone's always responded very promptly and it's, yeah, things like that for me at least kind of like hit home and they're like a maker or breaker. So I, again, maybe that was stuff you knew or didn't know, um, but your social team does a great job too. Uh, um, yeah, it's, um, I don't, I'm not that good at social media. Um, I've been on more than one interview over the years where people have been like, your social, your personal social media presence is not that great. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, your, your communication is very good. Uh, when like, I, like in terms working? of like responding to direct messages. Oh yeah. Well, Sasha, Sasha's doing, you know, Sasha's doing a wonderful job there. Jason, who's still involved with the organization has carried that torch, Michelle, um it's it's funny like we don't it's very rare that social gets a a lot of internal attention but it's always worked really really well and that's that's kind of cool yeah it's important to you know stay on top of that because that's where the times are right now so keep you know promoting your races everyone's following them so even more people now look at that (laughs) um so last question seriously this time uh so if you have to leave anyone listening and myself included, um, you have to leave us with one lesson or takeaway. What is that going to be and why? Huh, I, I think you're going to be a little more specific. What are you, um, lesson, what kind of lesson or takeaway are you looking for here? The, that, that, the floor is yours. Um, so anything within, I guess, within the healthy lifestyle running realm, I want to say. Healthy lifestyle running from. Um, it could just be a friendly tip, honestly. And I know, but now I have to. I have to. I have to. It's my final point, so I got to get it right. Um, like I mean, lobster rolls, you know. That's it. Okay. More lo- absolutely, you lobster. I mean, I think the. So I try not to give too much training or coaching type advice because it's not my strong point. And I think the. I think the important thing is that when it comes to athleticism and fitness and things like that, is to. Never be afraid to push yourself. Never be afraid to take chances. Um, you know, you can. I'm 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 49 years old, and I am a infinitely better um, softball player and an infinitely stronger weightlifter than I was three months ago, four months ago. Um, so there's no point where you know there's there's always the possibility to improve, to grow, to to get more out of sports and athleticism and to become healthier. And, you know, you just got to figure out how to do it. Unfortunately, sometimes that's not so easy, but everybody can do it. So. Yeah. And do you feel like you've really made an impact on your local communities? I'm sorry, say that again. Do you feel like you've been able to really help your local communities being a local, you know, business advocate and aficionado? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I, what I really think. Um, the, um, the, the great one of the great lessons of the pandemic for us. So we had a really um, we had a really hard time at the start of the pandemic. Um, we were in a really bad place, um, as as were many businesses. But then we got really really lucky with the subway system challenge, and um, and you know some other things have also worked out really well for us to the point that you know we're sitting here 15 months later and everything's everything's great and we've got a, a bright future ahead of us with you know the new course for Brooklyn and we've got we're fully staffed and things are things are good. Um, the, the takeaway from, from that subway system challenge that really got the ball rolling for us back to, back to healthiness, um, as a company was how important 
how important what we do is to people, how, how much happiness we can generate with what we do. And sometimes you forget that, particularly when you're, when you're growing a company and you're trying to achieve things like getting a Brooklyn successful on the streets. You know, you lose track of that. But we saw that really clearly with the subway system challenge. So from my perspective, NYC runs really owes a debt, not to just New York City runners, but to, to New York, New York, New York City in general right now. And a big part of our goal in the what, nine more months until Brooklyn 2022 is, you know, figuring out how to how to really honor that honor that debt, how to give back what we can on, on a lot of different levels in terms of helping small nonprofits, in terms of growing opportunities for employees, in terms of, you know, just even just creating, you know, more opportunities to run with us, like our Training 360 program, which, you know, some people can really benefit from. Um, so my, my hope is that I'll be able to spend as much of my time, as much time as I can, focusing on that aspect of things over the next um, year or so, as opposed to worrying about, you know, race registration and sponsorship and things like that, all the nasty business stuff that nobody wants to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I could use my tagline right here. I can't wait to have more running happy runners running your races in the future and beyond. I mean, it's, you know, I think that you do create a lot of happiness and you help people to stay fit and you have been doing a, an exceptional job for the past 15 months. So I want to thank you again so much for coming onto the show. Um, and for everybody listening, uh, Steve's information that he'll allow me to share will be in the show notes along with New York City Runs, uh, their social media handle, their website. Uh, and yes, anything else that Steve would like me to include. And do not forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss a new episode with a new special guest. And Steve, thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Ellie. Don't forget to become a member on my website to get updates on my weekly new special episodes on the show sharing fun running feats, training methodologies, and all things running related to help you keep your running fun. Reference the link in the show notes to become a member of the Run With Alley community so you can connect with other like-minded individuals who love running just as much as you do. Again, do not forget to subscribe to the show by clicking the follow plus button Apple Podcasts or subscribing on whichever platform you're listening to the show on. Please leave a review under the episode in whichever directory you're listening to the show in so I can better provide you with the top-notch content I strive to deliver you week in and week out. Thank you again for listening to Run With Alley Live. If you are looking for the perfect solution to finish your first marathon injury-free, even if you've tried to get in shape in the past and failed, sign up and get access to your free 24-week program now by clicking in the link in the show notes under this episode. Sign up now. All you need to submit is your email, and I'll see you on the inside. Thank you so much for listening to Run With Alley Live. See you next time.